Hello, everyone. Welcome to our first ever episode of Myth Unscripted. This is your host, Tara Faruqi, and today we're going to give you some insider information about how we started and how we kept going with the idea of the Muslim International Film Festival. Today's episode is going to be in conversation with your co-founders of the film festival, which is myself and... Hey guys, it's Abed here. Excited to share a story with you today. Awesome. So let's kind of just get started and go straight into the idea, how the idea was formed. Obed, I'm going to take lead on this, if you don't mind. We're going to give you some insider information about how we started and how we kept going with the idea of the Muslim International Film Festival. Idea of the Muslim International Film Festival came with my experiences of, as a filmmaker for The Secret Marathon. It's a documentary film about Afghan women running their first marathon in Afghanistan. And I was actually on my way to Waterloo with Obeid. Uh, there was a screening happening at the Zonta International uh, Zonta Film Festival. And Obeid was nice enough to drive me because I don't drive. And uh, he was, uh, we were on our way there when we were talking about how great it is to see that the Zonta Film Festival is specifically for female filmmakers, uh, celebrating female directors, female filmmakers, female producers. And we saw the, the way the atmosphere was just celebrating um, and, putting women uh, in the film industry up on top. So we were literally, I think it was a synonymous, at, like, at, it was at the same time when Obeid and I just realized that like, you know, how come we've never seen this for Muslims? How come we've never seen a platform for Muslim filmmakers? And uh, honestly, <laughs> I just have to, I just have to say that like, I've had this idea for years. In fact, Obeid, I don't think you know this, but Rafa, our marketing executive, We've had this idea starting from 2016. It's actually how we became friends. We were talking about it and that's how we became close. He had the idea of having an arts festival. I had the idea of having a film festival. It was 2019 when I brought it up again. I told you the idea literally in the car and you ran with it. You literally made me make the Facebook page in the car on our ride to, I think it was Karai Boys. I want to know, why did you jump on it? If you look at the community and you look at the potential and talent that we have, you know, my main thought process was that we have such a strong young generation of talented uh, filmmakers, artists, videographers and so many people who don't have a platform that can kind of guide them into the right area i definitely saw the need in the community and i'm just like you know what let's just let's go for it why wait like you know what's there's no harm in trying um and i think with the name with the branding and with the location that we're in we're in toronto such a global uh, hotspot you know toronto canada every, a lot of people around the world look up to the city and the location and just we have all the right resources to give it a shot. So my biggest thought was like, why not do it? And personally, it's a, it's a drive for me. I like coming up with new social innovation communities like this. And I like seeing new projects and ideas come to life and come to fruit. And I love working with team and working with people who are passionate and experts uh, in their respective departments. So, you know, I, I, have, I don't have a background in film, but just the whole concept of let's make something happen for our community. Let's, let's make it work. And over the year, we've seen the tremendous support. And I think we've had the, the validation of it it definitely was needed. So wait, I kind of want to talk about the logo. Tell us a little bit more about why we decided to go with the acronyms that we did and the logo that we did. You know, there's a culture in Toronto right now uh, with the different film festivals. And I think we just wanted to align ourselves with that name and branding uh, of being the Muslim International Film Festival. And going along those lines, we have such a rich culture within our religion, such a rich uh, branding and architecture. And over the years, you've seen such amazing artistic talent. Um, and and Islamically, you know, black and gold are two colors that are very rich to us. Uh, the, the Holy Kaaba's uh, color is black and gold as well, and it signifies certain importance and royalty, uh, and it just fits well. So, you know, that was uh, the desire that I think the team had 
at the time, sticking with these these two colors. And I think the film reel gave it a nice little touch, uh, just making it a more of a film organization and uh, and and taking steps like that. So personally, I'm a very, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of the the way the organization looks, and it's a very minimalistic approach, nothing too catchy, nothing too artistic, and it gives it ele- elegance. So I hope that uh, people resonate with that. And uh, that's just a little bit more of like why we look the way we do. Yeah. And of course, I think just giving a quick shout out once again to the team that helped us create this is there's Jose Girawal and also Rafe, uh, our marketing executive who helped us with the branding. It's really MIF has gone as far as it's gone because of the fact that our branding has been so strong. Everyone knows on the team as well, we wouldn't have been able to do it without the push that you really gave to us. Let's give a little bit more context on the timeline. So we launched the Muslim International Film Festival online on social media in January 2020. So that was right before the pandemic, before the world went to where we are right now. And you and I both know that what our reaction was like seeing like one by one, the entire film festival industry kind of, I wouldn't say collapsing, but just kind of dropping out of the scene for a little bit while due to COVID. And you were the only one pushing us to do it, despite the fact that we're in a global pandemic. I want to know why. You know, those are the challenging moments. Uh, I just didn't want this to be parked on the bus and then wait around for COVID a year, two years, we had no foresight of how long the pandemic would last. And my thought process was, again, simple. I'm like, if we can execute this in a pandemic, in a safe environment, following COVID protocols by the government, we can make it happen. And, you know, it'll be a lot easier to do so the year after. To be frank, at first, my thought was that maybe the pandemic will be over by like December. I'm like, you know, maybe we'll, we'll have hopes. But uh, luckily, we were able to execute the event and as a drive-in. And at that time, things had improved. So uh, we were in a stage where we were allowed open gatherings and hopefully this pandemic clears a lot sooner. But I heard this from Dr. Lachmi in one of my interactions with him. Uh, this is at a time when Ryerson was trying to start the law school and uh, they were facing a lot of struggles with the budget cuts at that time from the government. And he said this, he's like, look, if I can start the law school with a reduced budget, it'll thrive once things get back to normal. So I use that as motivation. And it's like, look, if we can, if we as a team can pull together and somehow make this event happen this year, it'll be a much easier platform to do so the year after, and it'll be a good learning curve. And so many challenges and so many things are up in the air, but until the last moment, but we made it happen. And I'm really proud of the team uh, for pushing through. One of the proudest moments that our entire team had while we were at the event was just, okay, wow, we really did this during a pandemic with our masks on, which we weren't used to before. But this leads me to our next piece of conversation, which is the difficulties. Um, We know what struggles we had to go to to make this event happen. What was personally for you, since you were doing a lot of the logistical stuff for the event execution, I I was working on the film side of things. What was your biggest struggle during the execution of the event? Honestly, everything. <laughs> In the beginning, everything was a struggle, but uh, I like taking things from a methodological approach right you know you just break it down step by step the first process was look let's get our submissions in that was in my opinion the most biggest struggle because uh we didn't know if filmmakers were able to complete the projects we didn't know if they uh submit their work but luckily so we had like 46 submissions or something uh 40 plus submissions altogether, and we had some really great content and work and uh, once we had the submissions, I'm like, okay, now I got to make this happen. If these filmmakers put together their work, if they put, if they came together to us, but then again, uh, you know, the driving idea initially originated in my head back in March. I had this very nice theme going on in my head. I'm like, yo, it's going to be December. It's going to be like negative 20. Everyone's going to be in their cars. They're going to be cold watching movies. We'll serve like hot chocolate, making like a nice Canadian themed environment. In June, I think when Ontario Place and a few of these other places announced that they're hosting drive-ins and turning into proper venues, that's when I was like, okay, you know what i think the odds are in our favor and when we started reaching out we, it took us a while to get a hold of them and interact with them and secure the different agreements uh because even they didn't know what was going on but uh luckily it all just worked out logistically yeah and i think we heard back 
from oh let's not even talk about on, the finances right? yeah, yeah let's not even <laughs> talk about the finances yeah i think yeah, well, we went we went into this knowing that you know it's going to be an investment but uh, we took it on saying that you know it's for the sake of the community uh, yeah. We were we were bracing it, but luckily uh, a few supporters came to clutch in the last uh, last hours, and we were able to pull it off. Last hours, let's. I'm just gonna talk about that one moment we had at Coffee Culture, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I think uh, just to tell you guys about the that situation, Obeid and I, uh, five days before the event, it was a Juma. Uh, Obeid just got back. Uh, we were just meeting up to like talk about finances, and at this point, we were like, you know what, like. Hera, Obeza, Hera, you open up your savings account. I'm like, Obeza, you open up your savings account. <laughs> We're going to have to go into our own pockets for this. It seems like things are not working out because of, you know, it, was, it wasn't just us going through a, pan, like a, start doing an event during a global pandemic. All these businesses that we've reached out to, they were also struggling. So things happen, you know, but I think right after um, Obeza, while I was literally opening my savings account, Obeid gets a call and he leaves, he leaves coffee culture and he, and you know, I'm just looking at it. I have like almost tears in my eyes, looking at my savings account. I'm like, Oh my God, this is happening. It is what it is. We got to do this investment. And Obeid comes back with the biggest smile on his face. And I'm like, I literally, I'm like, Obeid, don't smile unless it's good news. Like don't look at me unless it's good news. And he tells us that we got the grant that we were looking forward to. And that was basically covering all of the costs that we were going to go for within our own bank accounts. And Honestly, the way it happened five days before, but I think till this day, I get goosebumps. It happened on the Juma. It was five days right before the event. And I think that was the moment we were like, all right, let's go. This event is happening. <laughs> Going around telling everyone to come through. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I think that was a moment where we realized that we were doing the right thing. I think we had the right intentions. We were doing this for the right reasons. And I think you can elaborate on that too. No, definitely, man. Uh, look, first of all, Islamically, you know, we had, like you said, we had the right intentions. Allah blessed us. That's all we can leave it at that rate. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we took an initiative to do something for the sake of the community. And uh, people saw that. Allah saw that. Allah's like, you know, keep your savings. We'll bless you right now. But uh, <laughs> luckily so, I think I, I do want to give a shout out to the city uh, for the Economic Culture Development Committee for that grant, because uh, it was a last hour response for us but it came just in the perfect time and allowed us to execute the event with full confidence and full support and focus more on just our outreach and media channels and whatnot and i think that all uh it came together real nice in the end um but you know that's one important lesson that i want to highlight through this whole last year experience as a reminder to myself and everyone else it's just when you want to do something there's going to be a lot of maybes there's going to be a lot of no's and things are going to be very very uh, risky, you won't know until you actually reach the end point if it's going to be successful or not. But again, you know, make the intention of why you're doing something, do it with the right intentions, do it uh, with the blessings of Allah, and you will, inshallah, always succeed. 100% could agree more. And speaking of that, let's fast forward to the day of the event. Um, I know uh, we've done our reflections in our team meetings, but tell the audience, tell us, how did you feel at the event once you saw everything that you were working hard for finally out in the flesh and executed? I was very grateful, tired, and hungry, all three combined. <laughs> I think just staring at the Holy Grail food truck the whole time really made me just hungry. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know, that food hit different after the event. But uh, overall, man, it was just the, the gratefulness and the environment and, you know, looking at the CN Tower on the one side, seeing the 
it wasn't that cold. It was a little chilly, you know, but we had our scooties. We had our mobility partners. We, we saw ourselves on the big screen. We saw so many cars come out. Uh, it was a very good turnout. And the one moment that I was very impressed with was how many voters we had for the Audience Choice Award. I wasn't expecting a thousand plus votes. Uh, that just baffled my mind within like, what, 45 minutes. So I was really, really grateful for everyone that came out, that took part in it. Uh, it just gave me that reassurance, you know, that we can always, the right combination to start any community event is the right intention, uh, the right group of people coming together with like-minded folks. And it works out in the end. For me personally, finally, when everyone came in for the short screening, the first screenings that we had and seeing just all the cars, the headlights on is exactly how I envisioned it. You know, CN Tower right in front of us. It was just, I think it was surreal to see that all the efforts that we had as a team, all of the, the very stressful moments that we had as well, finally coming out and showcasing not just the actual event, but seeing the positivity come from the our filmmakers. Our filmmakers who they're present, they're there with their families, they're there with their friends. Uh, we ended up becoming friends with a lot of them too, because we were able to connect with them finally physically in person and I think that was the best moment where, where all the filmmakers could connect with each other and they could show their parents what they're proud of and that's really what we want to do at the end of the day is because we understand that a lot of the times we're first generation immigrants Muslims in filmmaking we're most we don't get that opportunity to show to our parents that this is a form of career that we want to pursue and that it's actually beneficial to us it's something that can make them proud and we were able to give that platform to them and as a filmmaker myself and seeing that we were able to give that platform to other filmmakers amazing and I, I'm just excited for us to do it next year inshallah again which brings me to the next topic uh let's talk about this year what are we excited about for this year so before i get into that i, I do just want to give a huge thank you to all the people that helped support and execute the first year event i know some people have decided to stay with the team and some people have decided to part ways but uh it's important to highlight that right because mm -hmm. everyone played a crucial role whether it was helping design the logo whether it was helping create uh the event layout whether it was working on communications uh, or just being positive and doing their best to share and do the outreach so if it wasn't for the team uh that helped plan the event that helped execute the event none of this would have been possible so a huge thank you to everyone that shared the vision that came out and uh who supported it i'm really excited for this year's event you know i wanted i want us to be able to bring out 3,000 people it's going to be another drive-in film festival it's going to be a multi-day film festival full of fun activities in a halal way and COVID friendly and it's going to be a family friendly environment with lots of food options. I hope that the community uh, comes out, supports these filmmakers and, and witnesses their work being displayed on the big screen firsthand. And on top of that, it's going to be Islamic Heritage Month. So what, what a better way to celebrate than to make sure that a Muslim international film festival is presented to showcase all of Canadians uh, of the great work that our community can do. I'm just proud of us for being able to put that trust, get the community's trust and show them that we are here not just to execute the event, but to also here for our community at the end of the day. Thank you so much, Obeid, for coming in on today's episode and talking to us about the story that we really wanted to share about the Muslim International Film Festival. Uh, moving forward, I really wanted to dedicate this episode to our volunteers who helped us make the Muslim International Film Festival happen uh, in 2020. And uh, with their motivation, we've been able to go ahead and do it again this year in 2021. A huge shout out to Asya, Noor, Hossein, Lubna, Rafe, Kadir, Mukit, Hamza, Viplav, Zuli, Sheroz, and Mariam. Thank you so much for everything that you guys did on the day of the event and right before it, and you still do while you're sticking by with us. So that's it for today for Myth Unscripted with myself and Obeid. Make sure you tune in on the next couple of weeks for our episodes and reach out to us, which is going to be happening bi-weekly from today's episode. And we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. If you have any ideas, any guests that you want to see on, on our podcast, make sure you reach out to us at Muslim INTL Film Fest. Assalamu alaikum and peace be upon you.